when I wanted to mention this, mm-hmm. but I saw today a tweet, um, and it was like, I think it was Max Verstappen tweeted it, but it was totally someone else that tweeted it for him. Mm. Um, I guess he released a new plush toy. Um, it's it's a little lion. Um, it's oh, because that's like his like Dutch l- thing. logo. I think it's a Dutch thing oh, as well. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Dutch Grand Prix. They had a Dutch or a lion mascot. Yeah, and the the I think that the... the I want to say it's not like the flag, obviously, because it's just the regular red, white, and blue. Yeah. But I think that's like their symbol. Yeah. Kind of like America's like an eagle. Yeah. 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 So I saw that he released a plush toy and it was like adorable. And it was like this heartfelt thing. Uh, maybe I should find it. Okay. You get it? <laughs> I freaking got it. You got it. I got it. Okay. Let's go. So um, for, uh, I don't know, Euros. 24 comma 95 euros for 24 comma 95 euros. It's the same thing as dollars. It's like 24.95. Why do they use a comma? Euros. Well, they do a comma for, um, they, it's like da- dates are also flipped. Did yeah, you know that? I get that. Yeah. yeah. But like, cause it's like, you, anyway, but anyway 24.95, you yeah. can get plush toy Jimmy. Um, so Jimmy. let me read you the description of this. Meet our one and only plush and mascot Jimmy. This plush embodies the same courage and speed as Max himself. With its bold appearance and cuddly softness, this lion is perfect for snuggling while watching Max's thrilling races or simply enjoying playful adventures. Crafted from top quality materials, this plush is strong enough for all the fun and adventures you want to experience together. Let Jimmy be your best racing buddy, racing alongside you to the finish line of of the most exciting adventures. Here's a picture. Plush. Plus Jimmy. Yeah, so he's got a Max shirt on. Yeah, yeah. So um, what I was thinking, and initially when I saw that, I thought it was really adorable that Max Verstappen and his team were doing that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be nice because he's been really mean to GP, uh, his race engineer, that I feel like it'd be really nice to, you know, here's Max. So anytime Max <laughs> screams at you on... Oh, yeah, here's Jimmy. <laughs> so anytime Max screams at you on the radio, just beat it up. <laughs> or he could use his... First of all, you should have him in the car all next year. Mm-hmm. That should be a staple. Yes. But also, uh, in a, in a way to not be mean to GP, he can be like, hey, GP, Jimmy says that you need to put softs on my car right now. <laughs> hey, hey, GP. Jimmy said it. Jimmy said we're 45 seconds up. Be better than softs. But that's not fast enough. <laughs> oh, man. Last race of the season. Last episode of the season. Season finale of uh, of Basement Breaks Season 1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. And I know we started midway through the season, kind of towards the tail end of the season, but, you know, mm-hmm. we've done a lot of race previews, a lot of race reviews. Yep. Um, it's been a great time, but we just had Abu Dhabi. Yes. And that was a pretty <clears throat> exciting weekend coming into the weekend. Um, so, yeah, you already said this is episode 13. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Welcome, All right. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Thanks for watching. Thanks yep. for listening. Of course. This is our final episode of the standard preview, review, race revolving content. 
mm-hmm. before we start exploring some other things in the off season. Mm-hmm. So stay, stay, uh, being ready for that. <laughs> Might do some episodes here and there, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. The main format is sliding out of, of this. Yeah, we'll be in like another, you know, outside of just the studio corner for the whole time. Mm-hmm. So that'll be cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But Abu Dhabi, we had a lot of things that we talked about in the last episode to look out for. Yep. We had Ferrari and Mercedes within four points of each other. Yep. We had a huge driver I, w- I want to say dual or a try I don't know what you call a four driver <laughs> dual, I yeah. guess. Or, yeah. Free for all, I guess. Four, four driver fight. Yeah. Um, I do think that we should acknowledge before we get into anything that mm-hmm. we did screw up. Oh, yeah. The fact that after Vegas, we needed some extra time. So we did the late review mm-hmm. of Vegas. And then we thought that. We had an extra week where yeah. there was a week off, yeah, but there wasn't. Oh yeah, so it was a little. But it didn't make any sense because why would you go from Vegas to literally the other side of the world in a week? Yeah, but... we needed like a hangover recovery weekend. Yeah, that was rough. But anyway, so good we... bring that up though. Cause... Yeah, we did. We did discuss doing a preview yeah. of Abu Dhabi, but mm-hmm. we did talk about a ton of stuff about the race before that weekend. So this is our review. Um, of Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, but yeah so. four, four drivers in close contention: mm-hmm. Lando Norris, it's Carlos Sainz, Fernando Alonso, and Charles Leclerc. Yeah, by 12, all within twelve points. Twelve points. Yeah, from two hundred to one hundred eighty-eight, which was, I mean, this weekend had so much coming towards it. Yeah, I mean, obviously you, you weren't fighting first, second, and third; those were locked, right? Yeah. But the amount of money that comes in between fourth, fifth. Sixth and seventh place, I guess, mm-hmm. in the drivers' championship, respectively. Yeah, and also just bragging rights too, because oh yeah, y- and almost like I thought about it today about almost having like a resume mm-hmm. as a driver to be able to say it's like oh I got third in the twenty twenty three season for sure. When a team is like analyzing, is a value is it how valuable is this driver to our team? Mm-hmm. I feel like they can just like look at stats. Oh yeah. And be like, wow, they're like, they clutched up for the championship. Sponsorships too, because the further you are in the grid, the more you get talked about because you're fighting for wins rather than, you know, two points here and there. And I don't know if it scales as you go from top to bottom, Mm -hmm. but from what I've heard, it's, it can be as much as like tens of millions of dollars between single placements Mm -hmm. of the drivers tam- championship as oh. far as prize pool yeah. goes like the the winnings that you get directly like paid out to the driver mm-hmm. is like multiple millions of dollars between fourth and fifth and sixth like just one standing is like a lot of money i'd like to know more about that maybe this off season we can kind of like understand it a little bit more so yeah. we were more prepared for these big because obviously you know those bragging rights but you're right i mean money's money you can't yeah and we've we've talked a lot about money and like certain uh you know concepts revolving around formula one mm-hmm. and money because they're so they go so hand in hand mm-hmm. um but having a better understanding of the financials of formula one would be both interesting to both of us mm-hmm. and also more beneficial so that we can be, you know, Just talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Talk about stuff and be more accurate with everything. For sure. For sure. So, I mean, kind of setting the stage for that, you know, yep. coming into this weekend, uh, you know, I, I'm really only going to talk about FP2. 
um, because it was pretty significant. You know, Signs had an insane crash. Yep. Um, I think we're not sure if they were, they were talking about this, but possibility of seven Gs of force, which you know is mm-hmm. pretty intense, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that does damage to your car. Uh, it was FP two, so it was late um, the day before qualifying. Yep. So mechanics are scrambling to try to find every single issue with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't really bode well for signs going to qualifying the next day. Yep. Um, I th- he participated in FP3 and, it, you know, it seemed fine, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, you're you're not going into qualifying feeling as confident as the other 19 drivers. Yeah. Or 18 because Hulkenberg crashed too, but it wasn't nearly as bad. And even if your car is like fully fixed within that one day period. Mm-hmm. I think that there's still probably discoverable things beyond mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like, let's get the car so that we can run mm-hmm. and pass, like, our inspection of things. Yeah. But I'm sure that there's, like, when you get that big of a crash, the you're going to have little is. tiny things. Yeah. That if you had, you know, two weeks to mm-hmm. look at it and work on it between mm-hmm. that crash and the next time that the car's on track. Yes. But when you have to have it ready and reliable yeah. the next day. You're trying to identify parts that are broken like crazy. Yeah. And, like, the... Uh, the number of parts on a car is like in the, I, I think some number of like, it's like over 80,000 in like individual parts or something crazy. Number of, I'm they, a quick that could be really off, but uh, we're trying to pull it. It says around 14,500, but I don't know. This is motorsport.com. That's probably like major parts, not like screws and things. Yeah, okay, okay. Racefans.com says 80,000. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So um, somewhere between 14,000 and 100,000. 14,000 big parts, 80,000 little parts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, you're but, 100% right. Yeah, there's so many, quite literally, moving parts in a Formula One car. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. It's a car. That... Uh, <laughs> That you need to like keep track of and like even the smallest thing could be influential. Uh, but anyway. I, I yeah. think Ferrari's mechanics were probably pretty pissed at that. You yeah. know, if you really think about the, like the gravity of going into this race as Ferrari as a team. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not going to just sit here and just rag on signs, but, you know, it was extremely unfortunate that that's how they started their weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and maybe we just go into quali. Yeah. Um, because... You know, Mercedes and uh, and 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 Ferrari both had to show out. I guess yeah. who didn't show out? A Mercedes, Mercedes number one Ferrari. driver at the time, <laughs> and Ferrari's number one driver at the time both didn't qualify within top ten. Yeah, so that was a little awkward. Yeah, the uh, seeing that, knowing the weight of because before the, I wish we had the number, but before the. You know how many points it was between them before the race? Uh, between uh, the constructors four. of Ferrari, it was four, it was four points. Four. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's almost dead even. Oh yeah. Like you, it, it's essentially even. Yeah, someone um, gets a podium and and that sets you above. Yeah. Um. So knowing the weight of that, and it was almost like that constructor battle, the four drivers that were really close in points, yep. and then Williams fighting to like keep their spot yes and like that all happening at the same time was like there were three different races to watch yeah yeah which was really cool oh yeah it was incredible and like it didn't seem like this i think we talked about and agreed that it wasn't like the most eventful race Mm -hmm. and like probably wasn't as exciting in general as like vegas um but 
like I said, the weight of like different little mini battles that were going on between everything. I think it's the difference of like understanding Formula One yeah. that you have a, a favorite driver that you like versus yep. understanding the sport as a whole. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, we have our teams that we like. Yeah. But and both of our teams were going through individual issues. You yeah. know, your yours was a driver issue. Mine was a team issue. Yeah. So we were both kind of watching for ourselves. And then towards the end of the race, we both kind of crossed paths a little bit and yeah. watched for different reasons. Yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of exciting. Yeah. I would like check in with you and be like, okay, so how many, we, we were trying to like actively do the math <laughs> and it was like, dude, especially at towards the, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about quality. That. Yeah. Quality. So, you know, Lando yes. had a very quick car. Yes. Um, so we're, we're going to just jump to Q3 because Q3 had, you know, some of those battles going on. Yeah. So, um, you know, Leclerc was fighting Russell at this point. Yep. And then you had Lando, you had, oh, Sainz wasn't there. So Sainz you had, was out. Yeah, so you had Lando. Um, Le- Alonso. Alonso and Leclerc, yeah. Yep. That were all just fighting each other. Yep. Um, but Leclerc was kind of fighting for two reasons at that point. He was fighting yeah. for himself and for his and, team. Yeah. Yeah. So which yeah. made that interesting as well. Yeah. I think I think he was the... He, yeah, so he was the only one of those four that his points mattered mm-hmm. and his team's points You're right. mattered. You're Everyone 100%. else, it was either their team mm-hmm. or, I mean, they value their points just as much as the constructor points. Mm-hmm. But in this particular situation, he was the only driver that really had to care about both. Alonzo technically did, but it's kind of a long shot at that yeah. point because I think, uh, I don't really remember where Stroll qualified. Uh, so uh, he qualified 13th. Yes. So at that point for Alonzo, it's, it's a little rough. Like, you know that your yeah. best bet is yourself. Yeah. Um, if the team, you know, if you just drive well, you drive well. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, you're 100% right that, you know, Leclerc was fighting to, yeah. two, two things at the same time. Yeah. I saw I saw a meme on Instagram that was like Leclerc's helmet. And it was like, essentially like someone that was like cleaning a room and mm-hmm. they had like eight arms. Mm-hmm with like doing different things like it was like cat in the hat and it was like team strategy like car like everything all at once <laughs> Poor guy. I, I honestly that his his performance this weekend i i really did you know we'll get to the race but yeah. you know he slaps it on p2 yep which is incredible yeah he asked you i think at this point is p3 yep and lando's, lando's having a pretty good lap yep and towards the end of his lap Freaking loses it for a, a microsecond. Pulls the handbrake. He pulls the handbrake and drifts Slides it. out. Dude, his angle was like past 30 degrees. Oh, it was so impressive. Really, it was impressive. Yeah. I was, when I saw it initially, I was like, oh, he's 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 going he's going off track. Yeah. He's like going to hit a wall and, like, yep. and lose his lap like completely. Because mm-hmm. if he lost that lap, like he would have been way down. Like if he lost it way further than he did, mm-hmm. he would have like been significantly down the grid but he saved it yeah yeah so i mean he had a fast lap before that that he kept oh yeah but like that lap i mean even when he finished it he was only half of a second off of verstappen which yeah you know yeah i mean you drifted for a couple meters like that you think you're losing at least a second or two there i I think the lap was probably flawless and that was the only mistake that's so rough for him though yeah which is the hardest part and like we've even experienced that a ton of times like in a simulator yes like it it doesn't really matter if literally 99.8 percent of your lap is the best you've ever driven 
if you screw up one corner, your time is immediately oh invalidated. God. It's um, um, the more we do the sim, the more it's, I appreciate it. It's like rewarding, but mm -hmm. at the same time, it's demoralizing as hell. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So, you know, it, it's so unfortunate. But you know, he still slapped it at the time P four. He kept it on P four, and I think what was it? Russell split the McLarens. Yep. Yeah, Russell came in and got fourth and pushed Lando down to fifth. Which qualifying. yeah, which set up for an exciting race because yeah. Russell was there to chase Leclerc and Lando was there to chase yeah. Leclerc, yeah. you know. Fiastri was kind of in the middle like, oh, geez, this is a little awkward up here. Yeah. Um, and then you had, of course, uh, Sainz, uh, Hamilton, and Perez. Yeah. All, like, top drivers yep. that go fast. Yep. Not at the front. Yes. So, like, there was going to be battles throughout the whole grid mm -hmm. and already starting at the top yep, yep. like it was that was a pretty good like starting grid oh yeah to make a like race entertainment yeah yeah and and and, and i think this is a perfect time to just get into the race because yeah. uh, i mean max and, and leclerc had a good bout right off the bat yep. um they were going back and forth uh, max kind of ran off in the distance a little bit there yep. um which you know it's it's what max expected does. yeah but um it, I think overall the race offered for, uh, you know, most teams were trying the one stop. Um, and it was very obvious when, you know, drivers were coming on the radio saying, oh, I have no grip. Yeah. You know, this, this and that. Yeah, it was around. We've been watching with multi-viewers so you can actively see every tire that every driver's on and how many laps they've been on mm -hmm. them. So that really helps with especially watching the race, knowing who has to pit and who's experiencing what kind of grip levels mm -hmm. because of, you know, you're experiencing this age of this tire. You can kind of get a idea of their pace and, you know, if they're saving their tires versus not saving their tires. But, like, yeah, once it started hitting, like, lap 15 on mediums, people were bailing hard. Oh, yeah. And they're like, these are not going to last. Yep. So no more, no more one stop. We two stop. Mm -hmm. So exactly enough time to do like a good lifetime on hards and then mediums to finish out the last of the whatever 35 30 no 40 laps yeah yeah and when people were dropping left and right one person stuck out out of all of them and yep. tried the one stop and yep. it i was so scared when i saw yuki in first place <laughs> i was like there's no way yuki's gonna get a podium and william's gonna lose on a fluke one stop because yeah. he's a tire whisperer. I was getting so frustrated. I was stressed out. Yeah. And I, I was a little, I could tell you were stressing and I was like frustrated that I, not that I couldn't, but I was struggling being happy for Yuki because I knew the situation <laughs> that you were currently dealing with, with Williams. And yeah. I was going to be like, Let's go, Yuki. Like race leader. Let's go. He's leading the laps. This works so but like, hard. Ah, but if he gets a if he gets a podium, then that's bad for Williams. No, Williams has worked their ass off this oh, season. Yeah, and Yuki sure. is getting this like budget RB nineteen, <laughs> and it's frustrating the hell out of me because he puts it on. He slaps it on P six and qualifying. Yeah. is sitting in P one at one point of the race. I'm sitting there like. We're going to lose everything. Yeah. In one race, we're going to lose everything. Yeah. <laughs> Especially seeing, like, his standard performance, I guess you could say, yeah. which isn't, like, necessarily always going to be accurate. But, like, he's, like, sitting around the midfield. Like, he'll finish, like, 10th or, like, 9th, like, maybe just outside yeah. the points. Yep. 
And then so it's like two points, one point, you know, Danny Rick, like crazy pace in yes. Vegas, like flying. And yes. now it's Yuki's I'm, turn to like take the alpha tractor and run that. <laughs> no, it's not the alpha it tractor anymore. It's the budget RV 19. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Things pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy it was the last race of the season. Yes. And I'm happy that yeah. that didn't the stick. Little momentum stop for uh, yes. AlphaTauri. Which Calm them down. Their Calm last, the this is the last season that they'll be called AlphaTauri. So. Or we think anyway, because all these names are being floated yeah. around. We we thought it was Boss Racing, then we thought it was Adidas. Now it's the racing, the racing bulls. The, the current, the current rumored. I know it's like rumor and all sorts of stuff. I don't mm -hmm. want to be spreading dumb stuff, but the current rumored name is Racing Bulls. It's all dumb. They're all dumb. I well, think is stupid. Yeah. It, <laughs> Sugar free Red Bull is still my vote. I saw a really bad meme. <laughs> I saw a really bad meme on uh, Twitter, and someone said that they should call it in, instead of Toro Rosso, Toro Rojo, which is red in Spanish, and uh. then put Checo on the team. <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, shut up, man! Yeah, <laughs> leave Checo out of this. Man. That news is gone. He's fine." Yeah, Pato Award and uh, Checo on Toro Rojo. Toro Rojo. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um yeah so okay getting back to the race, yeah, sorry, back to the race. Tangent, my yeah. apologies but um okay so we're at yuki dropping down the grid a little bit yep um Checo's fighting his way up the grid at the same time oh uh, yeah so oh man Checo was flying yeah it, it was pretty intense that like he was like keeping pace in that car mm -hmm. running through drs just mm -hmm. like i could tell around like uh, maybe two thirds of the way through the race mm -hmm. or halfway um, that Perez was probably going to get a podium. Mm -hmm. And then I just, it kept screwing with my brain with how that was going to affect everyone that was currently sitting on P2 through P6 oh. and, the, and the points that they were earning. Cause yes. in my head, it's like, once you get to a certain point, it started, you know, they get that spread out a little bit. They're all out of DRS range at the front yes. and they're just kind of taking their tires, you know, along for a ride. Yep. And then I'm like, okay, doing the math and like figuring out is Lando going to get fourth or fifth mm -hmm. or sixth? Like is McLaren, you know, not going to screw this up. Yeah. And then even doing the math with Leclerc and Russell. Yep. And like Hamilton was like passing some people. I almost feel like F1 TV could have like they were showing it. Yeah, they in were real doing time. little overlays where they were showing I the wish, constructor stuff. I wish they did it more often because things were happening so quickly and people were passing. Like people were going up, people were going down, yeah. and people were going up slower. And you yeah. know, it wasn't a traditional race where you just have like two people just fighting each other. You know, yeah. for five eight laps, like people were having really bad times and really good times individually. I just had a great idea that's a tangent that I won't talk about a ton, but mm -hmm. I just had the best idea ever. Okay. So I know it's a thing in America, but the Manning cast oh, for NFL <laughs> is them talking, essentially doing a podcast while the thing is on <laughs> and they're adding their input. <laughs> Sam Collins cast oh. of the F1 and he's talking about data the whole time. Oh my god, I would only watch that so broadcast. If he if he had his head and a panel yeah. that actively showed the points yeah. and the standings <laughs> of, really cool. and then as soon as someone got past someone, mm -hmm. like it actively updated. Yeah, yeah. 
That would have been super sweet. I agree. That'd be pretty cool. That basically just like took your idea and turned it into a Sam Collins thing. True. With like the active seeing the like final standings. Yeah, yeah. Based on the current driving. Because I was sitting there doing head math and then someone <laughs> would get past it like, well, minus four, plus two. <laughs> uh, it's not working. But yeah. anyway. So Checo is working his way up the field. Very much. He was sitting at, I guess this would have been P5 behind Lando at P4. Lando was sitting right outside of the podium spot. Yep. He was hunting down George, who was hunting down Leclerc. So if Lando passed George, he would have been P4 on merit in the constructors or in the drivers' championship. Yep. Um, Checo was behind him and closing in at a crazy rate. Yep. Tried to pass him, didn't work. Tried the same pass on the same turn, got a little deeper, and before every you and every 14-year-old girl <laughs> that is a Formula One fan gets mad at me, I think there was a shared responsibility for both drivers. I think Lando could have given more room. I think Checo could have been a little more patient, maybe, but at the s- I don't know. You, you try the same move the lap before, and you try it again. And you're probably going in quicker. He was past the midway point, but then you look at it from the other angle, and then you see Checo go a little wide off the apex, and it's like, oh, uh, did he miss the apex? Which it's not here nor there technically yeah. because he's past the midway point, and Lando's supposed to bail out of that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't fucking know. I've figured out because we've talked. We've tried to talk through crashes so many times so far, and it's. I think it literally all boils down to one driver expecting someone else's car in a projection in their head to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it just completely does not align with what they're planning to do yes. or what happens. Yeah. And it's the exact same for both of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like the one was expecting to cut in on the outside of like Lando was expecting to cut in down in the apex. Mm hmm outside well Perez had the inside yeah and then take but the to exit. both travel through and to carry out the momentum on the outside yeah yeah because there was right after that was a right hand turn so yeah. Lando would have had the inside line yeah to take it like back almost yeah like the the being ahead and maybe Checo's perspective was hey I have he's 15 on the KPH on you yeah let me through I'm gonna You're... dive and then like and then just take the outside exit yeah, yeah. and do the early apex and then go out and like exit early yeah um, it, it's but, two different drivers, two different styles. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you know, both of them were were frustrated. I could tell. Yeah. Um, but just for to see if this could be a TikTok clip, that was a hundred percent Lando's fault. So if I don't wake up tomorrow, I'm probably <laughs> I've probably been abducted by a bunch of fourteen year old girls <laughs> that are Lando enthusiasts. And if you let them in, I'm gonna be hella pissed. Yeah, I'll be at the front with the torch in my hand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, just no, I I struggled with it because I couldn't fully stand behind the result of it, mm-hmm. of him getting a five-second penalty, mm-hmm. because I thought it was too... Uh, it was too much up to both of them for one person to get a five-second penalty. I know you can't oh, just give, you can't just give them both penalties. Yes, because that levels the playing field. Just yeah. says slap on the wrist for both of them. Like that doesn't that's not the answer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the answer was giving one of them. Even if Lando got it, mm-hmm. obviously I would have been 
more upset mm-hmm. <laughs> than if Lando got the penalty. Yes. That would have been, I think, I don't know. That would have been bad, but yeah. that wouldn't have had implications like Checo's did. That, yeah. And, when as soon as Checo got that penalty, mm-hmm. I was more annoyed that that was going to directly affect Ferrari. The, yeah, Ferrari and Mercedes. Well, yeah, but Mercedes, the, it, it helped them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. Oh, I see direct, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it was a f- influencing the result of like I just wanted to be racing mm-hmm. that was determining all that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as like that penalty got ensued, I was like, okay, I guess Lando. I guess it's not Lando's fault according yeah. to the FIA. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like, I wish, I wish <laughs> Perez didn't get the penalty. And Leclerc's doing that meme that you said eight freaking yeah, things at like, once, and then he's like. Let what? Checo? What the hell did you do that for? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, I mean, after this, you know, Checo breezes by uh, our, our local weatherman, George Russell. <laughs> Nothing happened, yeah. you know. Um, and, and he was trying to put time on him to try to, you know, get that podium. And then you're right. Like, uh, so so Leclerc looks at what's going on. Hey, Charles, or not, yeah, uh, Carlos is absolutely shitting yeah. the bed right now. Yeah. And now Lewis Hamilton's sitting in the points. Yep. So this is directly impacting my race. Yeah. Oh, how many laps do we let? So I guess the, there was some radio conversation about letting Checo pass yeah. prior to the last lap, yeah. apparently. I it, don't know when it happened, though. It did make it seem like from the broadcast that Leclerc, not that Leclerc wasn't being a big brain because mm-hmm. he was being a big brain. Mm-hmm. But the way that it they presented it mm-hmm. with commentating and then cutting in, it was just like locked in. Leclerc said, okay, let me know if he's within five seconds, and then I will let him through. That way we can go forward. It sounded like he was the race engineer yeah, on the it radio. Was also like a paragraph of <laughs> yeah. stuff. I have never it, seen a race commentary message like that like the long. whole right column. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seeing that was like, oh, he's like, he's he's on the pulse. Let him cook. Let him yeah. cook. <laughs> But it was unfortunate because, you know, he let Checo pass and, yeah. you know, didn't get the time that he needed. Yeah. And, it, you know, I, I guess I don't want to blame Lando. I don't want to blame Checo. I want to blame the FIA for that, really. You know, yeah. or the stewards or, or, or you know, I I guess I'll blame the stewards, not the FIA. I don't know if they work. For, I don't know how that works. But yeah. Um, either way, you know, obviously this really sucks for, for, for Lando. Um, yeah. I don't think he was going to catch Leclerc just no. based off of how many laps were left. No. But, you know. It's it's and it was frustrating for him too because it's just salt in the wound for him. Yeah, because it all comes back to his quali lap. Yep. Because I think if he had that quali lap, he would have been right next to Leclerc, maybe past him, maybe right behind him, and that would have been its own show, which would have been really cool for the viewers, really, to see those two guys go at it. Yeah, yeah. Seeing uh, seeing Lando and Piastri more recently, Lando. Mm-hmm have like crazy pace and the car be really fast Mm -hmm. is really cool. Like, and there's a ton of competition at the front when that happens. Yes. Even though, you know, in, was it Mexico Mm -hmm. that they were, where was, which one was, uh, was it Brazil that he was like chasing Max at the front, like almost passing Max at the front. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. It's one of the, one of the more recent ones. Yeah. They'll blend together after like three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like seeing that car have pace and like the drivers obviously know what they're doing. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is unfortunate for McLaren. But realistically, as a, you know, 
first timer. They started from pick, picking a team and then having them go like, for I, I can't complain at all. <laughs> they were dead because I was, last. I was picking a dog shit team at the beginning that I was just like, I'm going to stick to the guy I know. Yeah. And like, I like the car and yeah. the colors and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to just like learn about it and go from there. At the same time, I was like, dude, Alonso is the sickest F1 driver I've ever seen. <laughs> and then that kind of went <laughs> swapped. Oh, but it was a great season, man. Oh, really good. I, I, I really enjoyed, you know, your first season. Yeah. Um, and we are, before we, like, get super into the weeds, we are essentially going to do, at some point, a year in review mm -hmm. episode. So we'll talk about, like, everything that we'll happened. Memes, maybe. Find yeah. Some memes. Just, like, general stuff, like, maybe a best single moment from each race, or I don't know how we'll organize that, but maybe it'll be, like extra long yeah we'll figure something um yeah so i have um a little f1 news real quick all right is uh, this the the one i don't know about yeah 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 so um france tossed um he was on yuki's helmet he was on yuki's helmet and they did a cute little thanking each other for doing so well for the last working with each other Yes. So, uh, Franz Tost has been in Formula One for, um, I guess, 18 years now. Uh, he was a, uh, he worked with um, Verstappen. Mm -hmm. uh, he worked with Vettel, uh, Albon, uh, Gasly, to name a few. You know, obviously hmm. the drivers he has now, a whole bunch of other drivers as well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, <laughs> on his uh, interview on the way out, uh, <laughs> Let me pull this up here. Is it like from Formula One interview? So Sky like, Sports interviewed oh, him. Sky, Sky Sports interviewed him. Um, so uh, if you're American and watching this, Sky Sports is like uh, the indoctrination of British fans for Formula One. It's like ESPN for Formula One in the UK. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know much about it other than they have some really cool announcers and then they yeah. really favor British drivers to the point where it's like almost toxic, which is okay. It's British. I don't care. I would be interested, not to go on a big tangent, but mm -hmm. I'd be interested to see what a race looks like commentated <laughs> from that perspective. I'd be interested to see. Because I love F1 TV and like those people and all, everything that they do and production quality, but just to get more perspective. All the Hamilton and Verstappen crashes in their title fight season, I just like back-to-back -back one broadcast versus the other uh, broadcast. Yeah. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So France Toast, or Toast was asked... Um, Essentially, uh, like how, how we thought the race went. Um, so mm -hmm. we, we talked about, you know, Alpha Torre was trying to hunt down Williams, um, which, you know, scared me. Yeah. Um, but this is what he said. I'm pissed because we were too stupid to choose a correct strategy. And because I had a lot of discussions on the pit wall because I said, bring Yuki in. We're, we're closed slowly. Uh, I was told that it wouldn't work out. It's pure arithmetic. I actually realized straight away that it probably wouldn't work out. So he was just calling his strategist stupid <laughs> for doing the one stop, which, you know, I mean, it, you tried it. Um, really, all, all all Yuki did was was make Norris sixth in the championship instead of fifth, um, which kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if Alonzo didn't pass Yuki, it would have been Norris. Um, yeah. Um it, I mean, it's it's so hard because we've said like four different things so far that literally if one thing changed, it yes. would have resulted in everything being different. I feel like I'm sports betting, but looking at the stat. The yeah. Race, the so like you, 
you can analyze it, but you have to take everything with a grain of salt. That's just what happened happened. Mm-hmm. And the most you can do is try to be better and change it next year mm-hmm. or whatever. But, yeah. um, oh yeah. But like, yeah, it was interesting seeing what they were shooting for, at least initially. Mm-hmm. And the idea of, a like taking a ton of pace mm-hmm. out of sitting at the front in clean air and just putting in like clean laps but being significantly slower than a lot of the people that were like on fresh hards mm-hmm. and were just like getting DRS trains and all sorts of things. Oh yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like unfortunate once he had to bail from that strategy, it's like, well now it's like, he's not even in the competition anymore. Yeah. So. I would have been happier if they got more points to at least get closer. If they would have overtaken, I would have been salty, but you know, I feel like Yuki deserved a good, he did well. Yeah. Yuki's had like a, like a middle team he yeah. did a pretty decent job this year yeah before we uh close out what's your opinion on logan Sargent here think he's gonna keep his seat i hope he does you know the way that i mean the way that james vows not i know it's not all up to him mm-hmm. but the way that james vows talks about it he legitimately seems like he sees potential in him Mm -hmm. and i think that there's a certain point that you it doesn't matter how many like mistakes and things you're currently experiencing with a driver that like dude next year's car like next year's williams car could be like overdeveloped Mm -hmm. and just be like crazy that's true and then they just like immediately have pace like you really never know Mm -hmm. and i think not letting him try more is throwing away a potential opportunity for success for them. I agree. And and not only like in terms of just like getting points, but you know, it brings marketing, it brings more money, which brings more employees. True. I you didn't know? think about that. It's the entire American market. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're having that driver where, you know, there's something about him getting that one point in Coda that, you know, was just a little heartwarming. I know it was after the fact, but, Still, it's a point. Yeah, I mean, first point in 30 years. Yeah. And it, the last person to do it was Andretti, who's trying to knock the door on to get in the sport. Like, it's yeah. clear something's waking up a little bit in, in terms of American yeah. interest in Formula One. And it goes beyond, you know, the big show of Vegas where, you know, the millionaires go or, or, yeah. or like, you know, Coda. I, I really <clears> do want to go to Coda. Um, I have really zero interest in Miami, but like Coda would be a really fun track that I think we should get to eventually. Yeah. But, that would be cool. We'll see, man. Logan Sargent. I really hope he stays in. Plus, I just got this Logan Sargent shirt. <laughs> I, honestly, forgot, I forgot that you were wearing it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it goes really hard. So, yeah, that, so it's really cool. So I an excuse to wear it like every day next year. I'll be honest. I've tried to buy more McLaren and like some Williams mm-hmm. stuff to just have. Mm-hmm. Williams doesn't put any of their stuff in stock. Oh, at least, really? at least for my size. Dude, this isn't every time I try to buy something. They, I follow them on Instagram, so they're like thirty percent off, and I go and click on my thing, and it's like out of stock. It's like, bro, just make more. <laughs> this but is... I guess when you have, you know, you're a smaller team, you're gonna have a lower budget, That's true. less resources for merch and all those things. This is like a UK size, I think. Um, uh, so it's an XL, but because I'm like in between XL and large, and Americans, and Americans are size. big and fat. Yeah. yeah. So like an XL in like the UK is like perfect for me, mm. especially as I'm like trying to slim down. It's like tight, tight where I like it to be oh, tight. Yeah. You know. Nice. So, yeah. Looks good. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's a wrap on the 2023 Formula One season. 
think we'll look back on this and not cringe at all. You know, people look back on like past seasons of like content and stuff. It's well, I mean, <laughs> I haven't gone back and like listened to episode one. It'd be funny. But I mean, you can't, you get, like I said, you got to take everything from that current perspective. Because mm-hmm. what we're making right now is like, that's our, not our ceiling. Our bar now. Yeah. yeah. Like this is where we're at, but you never know where things will go and all, all sorts of positive talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In any event, as yeah. always. Thank you for listening slash watching. Um, and we won't be doing a standard podcast for our next piece of content, mm-hmm. but tune in to our next, who knows what kind of content we're going to make. Yeah. If you're an audio listener, feel free to check out our YouTube or TikTok or reels. I'm going to start working on reels a bit harder, Yeah, um, but our TikTok's pretty easy to, to put stuff on. Yeah. I think we'll more consistently be posting audio content during the season mm-hmm. because it makes much more sense for that style of content. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as we explore the postseason, and there's so much potential history. Oh yeah, featuring a driver, featuring a team, mm-hmm. featuring a season of Formula One from 19 whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much stuff that we can do. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for this yeah, offseason. Looking forward for uh, making more stuff for you guys. Oh yeah. So thanks for watching. Yeah. Have a good one. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Bye. Thank you.